Ten years ago, my parents decided it was time to move out of the family home. It was costing too much and taking too much effort to maintain it. They looked around and decided on a retirement village in Wheelers Hill, a Melbourne suburb. I read the contract and could see that it was a shocker. They'd be financially okay, but the village owners would basically become another claimant on my parents' estate, along with me and my three sisters. Or to put it another way, the deferred fees and exit fees would mean that we'd be paying for our parents' accommodation out of our meagre inheritance. Oh well, I thought, we'll be okay, and Mum and Dad love the place and really want to live there, and they've enjoyed it, they have, and Mum still does. The place is a rip-off, but what are you going to do? But this week, Adele Ferguson's story on Four Corners and in Fairfax Media has given voice to a lot of retirement village residents who are not happy living there, specifically in places owned by Aveo Group, one of the listed operators. Aveo's share price dropped 11% on Monday in anticipation of the Four Corners program and kept falling the day after. And the share prices of the other listed operators are looking pretty soft as well in anticipation of regulations. So I rang Adele to get her view of what's in store for these businesses and the industry. I think they will. I think they've now the industry has now been put on notice that the model needs to be fixed. This exit fees reaching forty percent after two years, it's just way too much. I personally think the exit fees need to be looked at altogether. There was a report in two thousand and seven conducted by the federal government into aged and and housing. There was a chapter on retirement villages. And it had a list of recommendations. And one of them was that the ACCC should step in and have a look at whether exit fees should be banned. And there were a lot of other recommendations, including an ombudsman, that if state legislation isn't working, have a look at whether it should become corporate law. So there were really significant recommendations made. And then the Rudd government came to power and this report just got shelved. So I think that this might be a catalyst to revisit it. There was an inquiry in Victoria earlier this year into retirement villages, and it got almost 800 submissions. So it's a real hotbed of unrest here. These people haven't had a voice. And I do think that there'll have to be a look at exit fees, which is, is really the heart of where these companies make their profit. The report in 2007, was that a deliberate decision by the Rudd government to drop it for some reason, or was it just did it just get lost at the time? I think it just got lost. It got released in September, and then I think the, the new government came in just a few weeks later, and it got lost. So Peter Slipper was the chairman, and uh, Malcolm Turnbull was on the committee. It was interesting, and it just got completely forgotten. So a decade on, things have got worse. Exit fees have increased. The contracts are more complex. Marketing is even more misleading, and they still don't have an ombudsman. I heard someone saying this morning that really they're not real estate transactions, they're financial transactions and they should be regulated by ASIC. Do you think that's correct? I do think that's correct because when they're actually selling these and pricing them, they're factoring in how old people are. You know, so Aveo, even in its own presentations, talks about a target turnover of 10 to 12% a year and it says you know, the average age in these villages is... 82.3 years. So it's a bit like a life insurance policy. The purpose of the exit fees is what they call deferred management fees, right? What the implication of that is, is that the management fees on an ongoing basis would be higher if they didn't have 
the exit fees at the end. Do you think that's a reasonable case to put? No, I don't, because if you look at the, the contracts now, we've got a contract from Sandringham and Cheltenham, and the maintenance fees per week are over $400 per week. So why are you then paying $600,000 for a one-bedroom unit in one of these villages and, uh, and a 40% exit fee after two years? We got an actuary to actually calculate what, what that means for an 82-year-old that moves out after two years. It means they're paying 13, the equivalent of $13,300 a month in rent. You know, how is that a sustainable model? Therefore, and as it gets back to the start of the, uh, our discussion here, the profits of the industry are not sustainable either. No, I don't think so. It's gouging. And I think when the deferred management fees first came in decades ago, it was designed to, it was the cost of building a, vi- a village and they would offer a discount to the price of a unit and so you'd pay at the end. But that really doesn't count anymore because a lot of these villages are 20 or 30 years old and they just keep on turning them over and they're paying hefty maintenance fees every week. So I just don't understand why you have this even heftier exit fee. Tell us a bit about the story of you doing this investigation, Adele. How did it come up? I was talking to a lawyer about a year ago and he mentioned he'd sat on a plane with a man who'd been in in the relationship for 55 years and the guy had died. He had been left everything, including the unit that they were living in at Veronica Gardens and Aveo Retirement Village. And he'd got a letter to say he had to move out because his name wasn't on the title. And I was really horrified. So I actually went to Veronica Gardens and met some of the people and they all had these different stories to tell. And I came back and wrote a 700-word column just in, in The Age and The Herald. And I was just inundated with emails from people saying, please look at this. And then I looked at the, the Victorian Parliamentary Inquiry and there was almost 800 submissions just for Victoria. And I thought, I did the Combank financial planning scandal and there was about 450 submissions to a federal inquiry that covered the biggest company in Australia and was affecting hundreds of thousands of people. So I thought, this is really interesting that there's so, such a groundswell of unhappiness and we haven't really heard about it. It's like they're brimming to be heard. So that's why I started pursuing it. That guy who was in a 55-year relationship was on Four Corners last night. Yes. Just tell us a bit about that story because it's not just that he was on the t- wasn't on the title. It is the case, isn't it, that his partner was not actually able to leave him that unit because it wasn't... Uh, in a sense, a possession. Is that right? No, he did leave it to him. So he was allowed to to own it, but he couldn't live in it. So he had to sell it. So uh, but why couldn't he live in it? I mean, that, see, this is amazing, isn't it? I mean, and was it only because they were male? I don't know. We look to see if it happens with married couples. You know, I'm married and my name isn't on the title of the house. So, you know, it does happen. We couldn't make heads or tails whether it would happen if you're a married couple and if your partner isn't on the, lead, on, the, on the property, you get booted out. We just had this example. And Alan, I honestly don't know whether it was because he was gay or not. I actually think it's a bit more cynical than that. It's just there are clauses in these contracts which allow them to turn over. Because at the end of the day, that's what the end game is, is, is to get a 
turnover or churn of a certain percentage because that's where they get the profit from. How big a deal do you think this is going to be for Aveo's profits in the future? There's talk that there's going to be a class action. You would have to think that there would be a government inquiry looking at this. I'd have to, you know, they doubled profit last year. The retirement villages are really doing wonders for them. They're just moving into aged care. They bought Freedom Aged Care last year for $215 million, which was a way for them to access you know, a deregulation of the home care market, which came into effect in February this year. Who knows whether there'll be an inquiry and I don't know how much it will affect their profit, but I would think it significantly. In the course of this investigation, did you look at the other listed retirement village companies such as Lifestyle Communities and uh, Ingenia? No, we didn't. We looked at Stockland. Lendlease and Stockland uh, in terms of retirement villages are... And Aveo are the three biggest. Lendlease is the biggest, then Aveo and then Stockland. We looked at them and, you know, their exit fee, they're very similar. They're just not quite as aggressive as Aveo, but talking to some analysts, they were saying that there's pressure on Lendlease and Stockland to increase their exit fees. I'm not sure that that will be the case now. And you'd have to say that if there is some sort of re-regulation or regulation of the sector, it'll affect all of them, not just Aveo. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. You would have to think that Ken Wyatt was on TV uh, saying that, you know, they're very disappointed and they'll look into it. He wasn't aware about the 2007 report, so he'll have a look at it. Interestingly, we had contacted Ken Wyatt's office in early June and had alerted them to that 2007 report. So perhaps his mind hadn't hadn't passed that on to him. Did you talk to him before the report went to air and sort of get a sense of their view of the industry? No, no, they declined. We actually requested an interview and um, we referred them to the 2007 report. We wanted to interview Ken Wyatt and his press secretary came back with a statement that it isn't in the remit of the um, federal government. It's, we refer you to state governments. We went to the ACCC and they basically said go to consumer affairs and fair trading. Sarah Ferguson, at the end of your report on the Four Corners, said that you'd asked Aveo to come on or to respond and they declined. But they put out a long, a 20-page statement yesterday. Yes. In response to your story, have you read that and what do you think of their statement? Yes, what it was is we asked them for an interview weeks ago And it took them a week to get back to us and say no. So then I asked, could I have a statement? And could they answer 30 questions? And uh, they answered the questions. And that was 19 pages of answers. And that's what they released to the Stock Exchange. And what's your response to their answers? They're saying that the Aveo contracts, the Aveo way contracts are much simpler and give more certainty. I would disagree with that. They're still extremely long and I don't know whether you've looked at their page on exit fees. Raphael Epstein, who's the ABC commentator, was saying that he's done third year maths at university and he couldn't make heads or tails of it. And that's their new simplified contract. And it's a 35% exit fee after three years. And it's got lots of clauses in that are confusing. So I would disagree with that. They say they're not the most aggressive. I would ask them to tell me which other 
uh, retirement village operator has exit fees of more than 40%. They also talk about some of the victims that were on the show last night. And I would disagree with them. They, they said that Jeff Richards was, upon investigation after the death of Harry Nash, was living at another address some of the time. He had an explanation for that. It was a business. He wasn't living there. And what does it matter anyway if he owned the place and had inherited it? So, yeah, with Monica Johnson, who, um, you know, her doctor, her specialist has said that the, the conditions in the village are making her sick and it's black mould. They came back and said an arborist told them it's a black substance. So they were pretty weak answers in terms of Gwyneth um, Jones. Gwyneth was devastating. That was incredible, the story of Gwyneth. Yeah, it was. And they're saying that um, in, in Gwyneth's case, uh, they were witnesses to Cat and this whole plan to evict her. Well, that simply is not the case. We have a letter from the hospital which is quite clearly saying that they were insta- it was instigated by Aveo. What's your advice to people who are thinking about going into a retirement village? Don't do it? I'd have to say I would certainly not put my father into a retirement village. It's just, you know, it's, I just don't know what you're getting. You know, I would think if you're going to sell down your house, buy a unit on the ground floor and get it assessed and get help. Get someone to come in and help you and spend $20 a week or a month on an emergency pendant because what else do you need? What else are they giving you? Yeah. Well, my parents are in a retirement village and they've got, it's got exit fees. The trouble is that when they decided to go into it, I mean, I read the contract. I thought, oh, God, this is a shocker. But they'd made their mind yeah. up. You know, they'd kind of, they, they had their hearts set yeah. on moving into this retirement village, which they loved. And I just felt like I couldn't say no to them. I couldn't say, you know, you can't do this. Yeah. But the trouble, what I realised was that the kids end up paying. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the kids end up paying. Yeah, they do. The kids end up paying a lot. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well. And they can be hard to shift. You know, it's not even just the exit fee. It's also how do you sell these places? You know, so we've got people like, you know, Tim Allerton, the PR guy in Sydney, who his aunt moved into Linfield, which is, you know, this fabulous suburb in Sydney. And when she got sick and had to move out, they couldn't sell it. It was on the market for two and a half years. Aveo was the real estate agent, you know, and they weren't showing it to anyone. It was musty. And so they dropped the price 20% just to get rid of it. And meanwhile, property prices in that suburb for one-bedroom apartments have gone up 38%. So it's not just the exit fee. It's while you move out. You're paying maintenance fees every month. You have a capital loss because you're so you're bleeding, you know, money paying these maintenance fees, and then you get walloped with a with an exit fee as well. Yeah, I heard the story of Tim Hallett, and that was um, interesting. Obviously, I know Tim quite well, and um, and he was uh, he was very pointed about his criticism. Yeah, and that, that's you know a number of these people have actually gone backwards because they just become so desperate to sell the place because every month they've got to pay maintenance fees. And you get to a point where you think, just tell me how much to get rid of this thing. It's an albatross at a time when the property market's booming. So have you got more stories up your sleeve on this subject, Adele? Yes. 
to be honest, I've been inundated with emails. I'd say, and I'm seriously not exaggerating, every three minutes I'm getting emails from people from Veo and other retirement villages um, with complaints. And Four Corners switch has has been a light for the last few days since the first story in Fairfax came out. So, yeah, it's incredible. So will you be investigating other retirement village companies? Yes, I will. Which ones? Definitely. Who's next? I'll, I'll have a look at Stockland and Lendlease and other names of um, companies, you know, some in the non-profit people are writing saying, please don't just concentrate on the profit. The non-profits are also, you know, up to these tricks. And there's quite a few privately owned ones as well, I think, aren't there? Yeah, there are. Yeah, property developers who've gone into, you know, retirement villages. Well, we'll look forward to that, Adele. And again, congratulations. We'll talk to you again on the subject. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Alan. I've been talking to Adele Ferguson of Fairfax Media.